0: You're listening to Channel Talk 101, where we discuss topics that explain the best tactics in channel marketing to help manufacturers sell more of their products. Talk 101, educating you on channel marketing. Channel Talk 101, marketing, sales and solutions. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Channel Talk 101. And, um, you know, it's, uh, oh my goodness, it's coming to the end of the year. Uh, and you we're, we're right in the throes of our, our campaign race to the start line um mm-hmm. campaign that we we're, we're doing and you know if you've been following us and i, I know there's a, a bunch of you that are, uh, are following what we're doing we're really going through the steps that you need to be t- taking uh, taking place that uh, puts you in a position to be successful yeah, you know, we've been talking about performance and of course the, the performance really is the, res, is the result of, of success or success is a result of performance. Um, and then of course, we've got um, today, we, this week, I think we're, we're talking about increased revenue and how really you got to start putting those blocks into place so that you can track sales, you can incentivize, etc. So, so it, it's been, it's been a fun few weeks and, we're having a conversation uh, with, uh, with our partners over uh, at Channel Assist. Of course, XLA Solutions and Channel Assist have come together to, to offer, you know, some solutions in the channel incentive space. And um, we were talking about planning, you know, because we've been talking about planning you know, for the past few weeks. And, um, you know, we've been talking to Christine Styles. Brooke Friendly, uh, Richard Stevens, etc., and And Christine said, you have to talk to one of our most favorite employees and directors and VPs and everything. And one of them, of course, is Nirav Patel. And Nirav, uh, thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, of you, course, you're, you're heading up all of the uh, you know, product development over there at Channel Assist, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. So I recently took over that endeavor. Um, I oversee the product development, um, previously I was overseeing PMO so now it's a hybrid uh, Pmo and product development uh, as a VP and' I'm very excited it's a, it's been a it's been a journey uh, this year and past two years with with channel assist
0: what I love about your story of course is that you you've really seen the whole of the business side of of what channel assist does right. um, and and one of the conversations that I've been having you know we have as you know a sales division called connexus uh, which xla solutions is part of and that's that joint uh, strategic alliance etc but we've been talking about how um, it's so important to have you know a pre I call them pre-discovery type of, mm-hmm. of, of conversations with clients. Um, and we actually call them value proposition canvases, so that we can start to see what is the value of what what the, the customer is, you know, who the end user is, what what expectations are, et cetera, the pain points, et cetera. And then I believe when we were talking before, it's you call it hyper onboarding. Absolutely. Uh, and I think there's a there's a hybrid there but explain what hyper uh, onboarding is. It sounds very technical.
1: Yeah, so, so hyper-onboarding usually is, is um, bringing the requirements and gathering those business requirements out front. So you'll see in, in, in a sales pipeline, um, there's a division that uh, provides the solution or the go-to-market strategy or things that uh, the clients want or the prospect wants. And then it goes through a process of, you know, we sign the um, contractual documentation and then you go into more of a project management uh, layer of uh, delivery of a product or project. What I've done is uh, we've actually created a five-in-one approach for hyper-onboarding. And hyper-onboarding, what that allows us to do is bring some of the the conversation up front into a uh, sales pipeline conversation. I call it intake model. And this allows us to discuss, um, you know, um, sales, business strategy, technical requirements, finance, and legal regulatory re- requirements for a B two B enterprise client. Some of the questions that you know you don't normally address in a sales pipeline, we have brought them up forward so that there is a more of a seamless process when it when we transition from a sales um, pipeline over to a project management or PMO deliverables. So we're able to get more um depth into um what those requirements are with the client up um, earlier on into the the conversation so it's actually very valuable because uh, clients actually appreciate that we're doing those discovery up front before the um the statement of work or Msa is even signed so absolutely yeah
0: i think it's important because you, you're right uh, you know we, we we all love to close the sale mm-hmm. you know hey everyone knows That I'm I I was and I am, you know, a a enterprise sales guy, you know, even though I run this this operation as such, but you're all we're all salespeople in a way. Mm -hmm. But we always love to close that deal. Um, but how many times have we gone into a deal where we've closed it signed it etc and then realized that there was a gap between what we sold them and what they actually Absolutely. need to have delivery and I've that it's slows- it way too many times <laughs> yeah i know and it slows everything down mm-hmm. and, and even though you know you're still going to continue with the relationship it's just a case of oh well we got to stop here because we didn't realize that we had to go this direction instead of that direction so mm-hmm. it's so important to have those conversations and I think I think clients don't understand sometimes that that is needed from an operational standpoint, isn't it? Because the project manager happy,
1: really, honestly, it makes yeah, everyone it happy. Yeah, it makes them
0: happy yeah, because mm-hmm. the project manager, um, as such, needs to have that information. So, so walk me through that process as such of, of how you hyper onboard somebody.
1: So, so usually um, uh, when the sales uh, when the uh, sales pipeline a uh, requires more of a more of an in-depth discovery on the project uh, or the uh, the 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 prospect at hand Um, I work closely with the the sales um, manager or an individual that brought that uh, prospect in and we go through more of a two-week hyper onboarding process so we actually go through understanding uh, what the what the goal of the client is trajectory financial requirements um, a technical scope in terms of uh, the white label solutions that we provide so just you know I digress a little bit here but channel also has 20 plus years of experience in managing b2b sales incentive program. So we come from an area that comes with confidence and expertise on what we deliver. So when a, c- a client wants us to roll out a new program, uh, we want to bring the discoveries up front, talking about um, you know what kind of campaigns, promotion would you like to run, what sort of training materials that, that are valuable for, on, for launch uh, with our marketing strategy team. So there's quite a bit of stuff that we bring up uh, uh, forward into the conversation that allows us to build that uh, project management layer conversation for the delivery and the strategy.
0: So um a lot of times, you know, we, we go into a, a situation where you know we, we we've set expectations, mm-hmm. et cetera, and then um the 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 goal of as you just said is isn't clear. You know, they, they think that they understand and they've possibly written a an RFP or an RFQ that is, right. that's good that's gone out, and you've responded to that, you've won it based on that. But sometimes there's layers inside of this because of your experience. Mm-hmm. You can actually say, well, actually, have you thought of this? And then it makes the client think, well, actually, this is more valuable than, than when we, we started. We didn't realize that we were going to get all of this other you know, um, sort of delivery and execution parts of it.
1: Absolutely. So those those valuable conversation as we bring them up forward, um, our our prospect really appreciate that. And and they understand that the scope is not uh, just uh, ABC. There's there's you know, there's there's certain things in between that we need to uh, address. And they appreciate like so this really builds a confidence layer and it, it builds that trust before we even sign the deal with the client. And, and what we do with that is these requirements that we're uh, covering, they help us build um, a business requirement documentation that goes into the project management uh, side of the, the conversation. So we take all the material and the work that we've collected at a, a hyper onboarding stage, and we pass that over to a project manager that's going to be rolling out that program.
0: So um, you've got this master document now, mm-hmm. you've, you've hyper onboarded the, these folks, et cetera is that a continuous flowing liquid document that that really changes over the period of time do you do you revisit it over uh, you know, over the period of the contract
1: very very good question so we've called it hyper onboarding workbook So that workbook is ever-growing. We have collected a series of questions around various uh, stakeholders, finance, legal, as I mentioned earlier. And we've captured every variation of a conversation uh, and and broke them down into what needs to be brought up in a sales pipeline conversation and what can be addressed afterwards. So we call it a a hyper-onboarding workbook. It's called H O W. So hyper onboarding workbook, uh, and that is something that's uh, um, that we have uh, uh, deployed for the past two years, um, and we've, we're constantly growing that. As similar to how we, uh, how you respond to an RFP, you c- collect questions, responses, uh, and you curate them and you store them for later usage. So same thing is uh, same thing for hyper onboarding. We have a workbook that we constantly reuse for small, medium, large size clients.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's so, so good, because at the end of the day, you're growing the intelligence and the knowledge, because that's what makes you a better partner. Um, And and, and at the end of the day, there's nothing better than having a vendor-client relationship that really understands the business. Because, you know, let's be honest, yes, we can have you know, subject matter knowledge within certain industries, but there are certain nuances that that make you know a particular company you know different, and you need to understand that. And what I like about the fact that you know you've got you've, you've got a fabulous platform that that we use uh, as such that you could it's it's flexible. You know, so mm-hmm. if something comes along, you can actually plug in, can't you? Different Absolutely. different modules that that address something that's been uh, just discovered.
1: Right. So we have a full white, white label solution. We're able to deploy features and um, configure them tailored to the client uh, needs. Uh, and we have different types of reward offering. Uh, offering. Let it be um, a reloadable rewards card, Amazon, um, and, and merchandise. So we have other offerings that we provide, but the solution is one thing. We're getting requirements up front and understanding the business needs is another. If we understand the business needs, we'll be able to um, uh, give more of a, a forward thinking and forward projections on, on a program um, from our experience.
0: Well, the, the, other, the other benefit of that, mm-hmm. of course, is speed to market. Because, because again, we, we talked about it earlier in the conversation. You know, if if there's a gap between what you thought they, you'd sold them and what they mm-hmm. need, you know, it slows the process down. But if you get all of that data and that information up front and, and have those conversations with the stakeholders right. that are really going to make this happen, then you can actually deploy and start that engagement Um, a lot earlier than if you had to stop everything and go, oh, well, our our launch date was April. Now it's going to be June, which isn't a good thing because you missed out a whole whole period of of selling period. Absolutely. Um, So I love that idea.
1: My my goal is uh, when it comes to hyper onboarding, the goal really is very simple. Deliver on time, feature complete on budget, Right. Uh, those are the key, major, uh, um, important factors when it comes down to hyper onboarding. We um, we make sure that the client understands what they are, um, what they want from from a program um, that they want to roll out. Right? They may have the the um, the bird's eye view of how they want to run, how how they want to run the program, but not not necessarily the details that go into it. And sometimes those details are necessary to bring up in a, in a sales pipeline conversation. Uh, recently, we, had, um, uh, we, ha- we have a client that's in production. They really appreciated that hyper onboarding process. They used that uh, conversation to bring in another business to us. It was actually very nice to see that the, they said you know just spend some like two or three weeks with the, with the channel assist. Uh, you'll really appreciate the, the amount of knowledge that you'll get from um, uh, having having that session with them. And you know we're working on rolling that, rolling that program out in February.
0: Well again, you know if, if, you, if you look at the, the the mantra of sales these days and we talk mm-hmm. about it all, to, all the time on business class news is that the, the, the business landscape has changed. Uh, and it's changed because you know clients are trying to, are busy doing what they need to do that's that's uh, and they the whole reason why they bring a partner in like channel assist is, is that they are relying on your expertise uh, and a lot of cases and you know I, I'm, I'm saying this out to the audience because I know you're listening out there and you know this is this is true you put out a request for you know, a service you know provider or a vendor request etc and you you really send well this is what i want and it's not always what you want it's what you need Absolutely. <laughs> and, and so so the vendor it's the vendor's responsibility if they're doing their job to actually come back and say yes we can deliver what you want but this is also what you need but to find out what you need you need to have this hyper onboarding session so Absolutely. this is I mean- what
1: I'm loving yeah. This is, you said it perfectly, you know, business rules, the connectivity layers, you know, creative marketing. There's so much stuff that's involved in rolling out a B2B program. We don't need to go into the minutiae of uh, of that in a sales pipeline, but a client needs to be aware that this is this is what's going to be um, uh, that we need to discuss. Or can we have certain, uh, certain conversations upfront front so that we can plan out the future um, growth of your program, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the end of the day, you know. Why does a client go out and find a vendor partner? It's so that they actually deliver what they what what they need but they also are leaning on them for that expertise mm-hmm. uh, and and sometimes it is that case of extracting the information it's not because they don't want to it's just that they they don't know that they need to have that extracted mm-hmm. from from their their minds so that you you can start to build a program that's successful and again let's look at why businesses you know, um, actually get repeat business. It's because they've built a true partnership, mm-hmm. they're trusted, and they deliver quality. And and if, if, if you just go and deliver what somebody wants and it doesn't deliver what they need, then you're not going to get and, a and repeat the program, business.
1: The program is not going to be successful because no. you didn't address the underlying facts that... Uh, that a a prospect or a client came to you for professional and uh, subject matter expertise. So very important for us to understand. Yeah.
0: So um, a question that I always have uh, asked of me, people email me all the time, you know, uh, different things. They say, does it matter what industry um, you know, industry sector um, in terms of this, you know, pre discovery, hyper onboarding, et cetera, does it matter um, what industry or is it, is it an umbrella? Is it, is it overarching? Does it benefit all industry sectors?
1: It it benefits all industry uh, sectors. So I come from uh, B2C as well as B2B. So I've done uh, programs around loyalty, sales incentive and recognition programs. Um, And bringing discovery upfront is very valuable, very attractive for the the prospect uh, in understanding the cost model, um, the delivery plan, when can we deliver certain things. Uh, It's very important to have a solution but also at the same time, understanding that discovery and having that conversation out front is very valuable in any industry.
0: So, you know, Richard Stevens, of course, the president uh, of your company, uh, and I have had several conversations on on this show um, about engagement as such. And we've talked about the fact that, you know, engagement with um, an an audience out there, a a a channel audience as such, Um, really has to mold itself to the individual because we're trying to incentivize that individual, not just a subset, because Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've, I've been in the, in the motivation and incentive business for for years myself. And, and the problem that we we talked about on one of the shows was that you do leave some people behind, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that just, oh, I can't, I can never achieve that. So what you're doing up front on this hybrid boarding thing, it actually starts to say, well, who are the people that you're going to be communicating to? Who are the ones that we want to actually engage with? Because, you know, we're, we're big on the word engagement as such. Mm-hmm. So getting that that information is, is, is crucial as well, because sometimes you don't know uh, who that channel audience is, do you?
1: Absolutely. Agreed completely. Um, engagement is uh a, is a double-edged sword in a way um, you absolutely need to understand um, um, what the client needs and what the program participant needs client may want to generate uh, um, you know um, eight million dollars in revenue for this program but how you're going to do that how you're going to engage those um, participants how you're going to drive promotions campaigns to attract those um those uh, a low motivating um, group of people it's 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 not about just being the first but being involved in the community of, of those deliveries of a program is also very important. So there, there are some top achievers in any B2B or B2C programs. um, But we also need to accommodate for the people that are not top achievers. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. And you've, you've got to keep, because the funny thing, the funny thing is that, that and I didn't even look at it this way until we had the conversation. It was, it was that, those, when you look at your your, your your program, and you've got all these low achievers, okay, they may be high achievers in somebody else's program, right? And it's only because you know they that the, the the message that. This program over here is saying isn't as strong as the message over there, so we've got to understand that some of these achievers may just not be engaging with yours. And how do we bring them over (laughs) to that? And again, this pre-pre discovery session is is so important to understand that. Very important. So um, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of our little session here, but um, I I always like to offer, you know, um, in summary. You know, to the audience out there, you know, what what do you feel that um, they should be thinking about as they enter the new year um, and trying to start plan? You know, how they're going to start engaging. You know, what what are some thoughts that you should that they should be doing?
1: Um, any, so so my two two cents would be um, any program, let it be B two B, B two C, or other industry programs. Uh, when you're in a sales um, pipeline uh, um, you know you're near uh, almost signing a pro- project or a, a client um, bring in other subject matter experts right bring in somebody that is is uh, has that um, that uh, industry expertise to uh, to collect some of the information up front it's it's' um, It's very attractive um, model that that we have implemented that's working really well. Uh, We call it hyper-onboarding. So hyper-onboarding is a coin term that I got from HyperCare. So hypercare is actually a coin term that's been used in the industry for post-launch support. So I said, you know, we have a hyper care, we we're taking care of the client for 30, 60, 90, where the development and product team and project team is involved. Why not bring that up front? right? Why don't we bring um, uh, that level of attention to detail uh, uh, before we start the project? So that's where this whole hyper onboarding terminology uh, was coined from, from, from my side. So, you know, um, to summarize, um, uh, there is value in bringing some of the requirements up front. And, and uh, y- you will be surprised how much time you save on your delivery and, and project uh, management side of things. Absolutely.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Nirav, thank you for joining me this morning. I, I, again, this is such an important topic. As, uh, when you look at the whole thing, I mean, we've got this, uh, th- this campaign going on, Race to the Start Line, and mm-hmm. it's all about getting yourself ready for that first of the year. And it doesn't matter if your first of the year is April 1st or if it's January 1st as such. Mm-hmm. You've still got to start have all these things in place. And um, I, I want to thank you for being a great partner of ours um, uh, over at uh, uh, XLA Solutions. And I, I, know, I know that Channel Assist is the place to go because you're the leader in this. And uh, I appreciate you joining me this morning.
1: Thank you so much, Carl
0: of course that was Nirav Patel and of course he is head of the uh, product development and also the the PMO he's brought the, the two together and as you could see and listen uh, to to uh, what nirav was saying hyper onboarding which i love that term it's hyper onboarding um is, is that it's it's a, it's a start of where you're going to really finish. <laughs> it's, it's just, it actually fits in with this race to the start line. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have all the information up front, then you can't really start a really good program that's going to deliver what you need. So, So I put all the details, as I always do. Uh, under this post here to get more details about how uh, uh, Narav's team and, uh, of course, Channel Assistant XLA Solutions can help you. So thank you so much for joining me this morning. And uh, as I always say, go out there, have some fun, but make some money because, hey, it's business class news. We're in business, so we have to make some money. Uh, And as I always say also, be safe out there. So until the next time, goodbye.